Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good morning. Well, hey, wherever you are, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Thank you for tuning in to Locker Talk on the Best of News Radio Network where you guys can hear about NFL starts tomorrow today. I'm your host, Barry Barnes, founder and CEO of Locker-Report.com. And you guys, please go to the site at any time. Check out any check out the site where you see the exclusive content. But follow me on all my social handles on Twitter at Locker underscore report on Instagram, Locker Report 100, all small caps, on Facebook, LockReport.com, and on Facebook also. Check out the Locker Talk podcast there. But make sure you guys go to YouTube, subscribe to the channel, where you're here, where you can see this show in its video format on YouTube. Subscribers are building up. Make sure you guys continue to stay locked in. And then, of course, you check this show out from 9 a.m. and 2 p.m. every single day on the best in news airtime dot pro. All right guys, here we go. Hey, first of all, happy new year. Hope that everybody had themselves a solid, solid holiday season. Definitely, definitely missed everyone, you know, but you know, it's really good to be able to be back on air, you know, after going past the holiday season. Holiday season, yes, it's it's always great, you know, but at the same time, taking a break, spending time with the family is always a big deal too. So we have a lot to get to and trust me, you guys will enjoy what we're going to talk about today. Still talking about the players from the NFL Regional Combine, the whole breakdown for the past, uh, I would say, a couple of weeks. They have been a lot of good stuff that's been going on for the platform. I mean, really excellent things, um, I would say, from history being made from I mean, within the platform, some of this great stuff that some of the guys are doing, and we want to get right into all that good stuff. And But before we do anything, we definitely want to talk about what happened in week 17. And, yes, the NFL season, regular season is near. You know, it's almost like bittersweet around this time of the year, only because <laughs> of the simple fact that the playing season is almost to its end. And when you talk about the playing season, you know, that's when the excitement that everybody gets when they are actually watching the games. But here <laughs> on Locker Talk, it never ends. It just will go to another phase of football when we start evaluating players trying to find the right players to get into the NFL. So that's the part that's going to really kick in. I will talk more about that uh, for the days to come, uh, for the shows to come, I would say. But for right now, I'm going to wrap up pretty much what happened team of the NFL. It's kind of funny saying week 17, knowing they hit playing, what, 17 games now. So that's very, very, very interesting. Now, here we go, folks. Now, week 16, I would say it was not – to the point where it was a whole bunch of stuff that had happened, meaning that a lot of stats or a lot of exciting plays were for there were many players now that 
there are many players that did not play because of the injury, and you had some teams that pretty much going into the season pretty much locked up, and so a lot of the players from the regional combine platform, you know, really have not performed as much, if you get what I'm saying. But, yes, we're going to week 18. A lot of that stuff will change, and we'll talk about that. But in week 17, if I had to put anything in one word, I would I would go and say special teams. Special teams was the, was the name of the game for the players from the platform. And we're going to start with this, the Carolina with the Arizona Cardinals facing the Dallas Cowboys. They have a player, defensive back, Chris Banjo. I talked about Chris Banjo a couple of times on the show. Chris Banjo, just give us a brief background. Chris Banjo came through the process in 2013. As soon as he came through the process, he actually signed with the Green Bay Packers. And he spent a lot of time with the Green Bay Packers, primarily on special teams. But he always wanted to show what he can do as defensive back. So as he left the Green Bay Packers, that's when he wound up um, going to the New England. I mean, that's when he wound up going to New, um, New Orleans Saints. Went to New Orleans Saints, and there he got some taste of being a defensive back with them, but still primarily a special team guy. Then he signed with the Arizona Cardinals for a one-year deal, played a good portion of the season when uh, Buda Baker was, uh, was injured. That was last year. Then coming to this year, he signed another one-year deal for the Arizona Cardinals. So he has made a solid career in the NFL on special teams. However, he's a defensive back. So, you know, defensive backs normally do not have the ball in their hands. Now, in this situation with Chris Banjo, he did return a kickoff, and that was in his rookie year in 2013 when he was a member of the Green Bay Packers. He actually returned a kickoff for 12 yards. That was his first and only attempt with the ball in his hands on the offense side. And that was one of those plays that, hey, it was easy forgotten. It was more like a swivel kick. He was just, just happened to be at the spot on the field where the ball had came to him. So no touchdown, no score, no memory of that play. However, he was a part of a play on Sunday that most likely will be remembered for the rest of NFL history as one of the greatest catches that was ever made. And let me take you to it. It was 10 minutes and 33 seconds left in the first half. The Cardinals had went for when it was in punt formation, but they faked it. Chris Banjo received the direct snap, scrambled to his right side, and that's when he threw the ball deep, a deep pass down the right side of the field to wide receiver Jonathan Ward. Okay, I, get, I think this is coming back to you guys' memory. Jonathan Ward went up for the ball, and he was covered. He was blanketed by the Cowboys defensive back, no Sean White. That young man caught the pass up against White's helmet, and as he had the ball up against the helmet, he slowly brought the ball down White's back, and then when he was coming to the ground, he brought the ball back into himself. Now, when this place happened, it was like, oh, my goodness, this is, did, he, did he catch the ball? I'm looking at the replay, and the ball never moved. He actually had full control of the ball. So it was a whole bunch of commotion in that play. Chris Banjo even ran down the field just to get, you know, Ward up off the ground and try to prove and say that he caught the pass, caught the pass. Fishing crew got together. They talked about it, and it was ruled a complete catch, a fantastic catch, the way how everybody came together with the fishing crew to make sure that was the right call. 
But when they went back and looked at instant replay, as soon as Banjo threw the ball, it was just a touch overthrown, I mean underthrown, but he caught the pass with his right hand, picked the ball up against the helmet, and like I said, the ball never moved. And as Ward was coming down to the ground, he just started, the ball started to slide down right back, and then right down right back, that's when he brought it into his body, and the ball never moved. Completed catch, one of the best catches in NFL history. Now, this catch, I got, I'm not going to lie to you, it brought back some bad memories for myself <laughs> because that helmet catch by David Tyree, you know, the court, and with that helmet catch, the famous helmet catch, uh, that catch actually um, stopped Tom Brady from getting another ring. All right, that's another story. We'll move on from that. I don't want L.A. to cut me off on that part. <laughs> but, yes, that was that um, catch by Jonathan Ward definitely going to be relived through NFL history and to know that an NFL regional combine player was in the midst of that, setting that pass up, really good stuff to see. So good play right there by Chris Banjo. Nobody, nobody's going to ever forget that play in the NFL. That's for sure. That is for certain. Now, moving on, still with this, when you talk about the special teams, Tyrod Johnson, who was a wide receiver for the um, Las Vegas Raiders, who spent, you know, his time with the St. Louis Chargers last year, start this season off going up against, I mean, sorry, to start the season off as a member of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Really didn't get too much um, burn, as the young people say, um, in sports. Didn't get much time on the field. He only caught two passes. But it came to the Raiders um, about about four weeks ago, going to like week 13, I believe. You know, on that team, have not caught a pass from him yet, but they're using him on special teams. Now, on special teams, he is doing a good job as a return man. And this past Sunday, he had a good game against the Colts, a good a win that the Raiders needed. In this matchup, he had two receptions, two receptions for, I mean, I'm talking two returns, 43 yards, average 21.5 per average. So that was a solid, solid performance in that game, that matchup that helped set his team up for uh, for a win, which was a big win, which we will talk about later on because they now are in a situation where they have a play in game and it's going to be really, really critical. So definitely, definitely, you're going to watch out for that. But that's going to be a real big deal going into week 18 to close out what's going to happen for the big guys in the National Football League to try to get to the playoffs. So now, Nick Needham, Ham, defensive back for the Miami Dolphins. He had two tackles in this matchup. And also in that same game with the Raiders and the Colts, Kenny Moore the second he had in that matchup. And we're going to talk about Kenny Moore the second uh, at the break because it's something that he finally accomplished, something that he was able to achieve, and we'll get into that when we come back shortly after our break. So that was pretty much a solid, solid rundown. With the, with the special teams point, I mean, part of what happened in week 17. On the offense side of the ball, I mean, on the, for the rest of the plays, the New York Jets was close, close point off and upset against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And in that matchup, several regional combine players definitely had shine in that game. Running back Austin Walter, he had 14 carries for 49 yards. Clearly, that was his career high. Well, I'm quite sure that's going to be broken. Sometime soon, especially going to next year, I really believe that knowing that he really made a name for himself 
with the New York Jets. I think that going into next year, I believe that Masala, the head coach for the New York Jets, going to really find some plays with him, knowing that he paired very well with Coleman and showing that his skill set, even as a return man and catching the ball out the backfield, clearly he is a talent that, I, that I'm confident that the Jets will definitely keep. Now, the Jets are known for letting go some good players, and they wind up going to other teams. But I think that he may briefly, for the meanwhile, meantime, found the home with the New York Jets, and then going into the 2022 season, I think he really, really going to take flight. But he's definitely closing out this season, taking advantage of his opportunity. Also in that matchup, Keenan Cole, wide receiver, he had two catches in that game for 35 yards. Now, Cole has not, has not, not yet, caught a touchdown pass yet this season. Trust me, I've been following it every week, and in this matchup, he was one, he was one yard short. Now, he did have a touchdown taken away from him, uh, which really bothered me when he went up against, I believe, the Carolina Panthers. That's another story for another day. However, he still have not registered a touchdown this season just yet. But we know what's coming in that game. He was really, really close when he actually caught the pass and was tackled and wrapped up inside the one-yard line. That could have been his touchdown for the year. But don't worry about it. They still have one more game left. I'm confident that he's going to get there. And in that game, we're going to talk about that game because that is a very, very important game, and it's going to be really dear in his heart that he want to get straightened out. You, you listen to Locker Talk on the Bachelor News Radio Network where you hear about NFL stars of tomorrow today. I'm your host, Barry Barnes, founder and CEO of LockerDashboard.com. We're going to take a quick pause here. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about to look forward to the important things that will stand out. It's not too much when it comes down to the regional guys in the NFL, but when we come back, we'll talk about that and some other things. Listen to Locker Talk on the Bachelor News Radio Network. Okay, everyone, here we go. This is how we do it on Friday. On Fridays, you know that we have our featured artist of the day. From 5 to 5.30 on the bestofnews.airtime.pro, 5 o'clock to 5.30, we have one of the best, one of my favorites, very attractive, really a huge fan of Jill Scott. Jill Scott is one of the best female singers of all times, well, at least in my book. From, the, from out the gate, this woman come out with some nice, soulful music, and I'm telling you, you guys are in for a treat. All my Jill Scott fans out there, make sure you guys lock in on the best news, that best news, pro tonight as our featured artist, Jill Scott, from 5 to 5.30. And then on Sunday evening, make sure you guys, uh, oh, my fault, change, 5.30 to 6 o'clock today. So make sure you guys tune in, check out what Jill Scott all her great music that will be played on the best news, that pro, And also on Sunday from 8 to 12 midnight, the sweet whispering sound. If you love your love music, if you love your slow jams, make sure you guys stay locked in to hear on the bestnews.airtime.pro as we get down with some great tunes from this network. And we're back. Hey, thank you for tuning in to Bachelor News Radio Network. Um, thank you for tuning in to Locker Talk on the Bachelor News Radio Network where you hear about NFL stars of tomorrow today. I'm your host, Barry Barnes, founder and CEO of Locker-Report.com. Follow me on all of my social handles on Twitter and also on Twitter at Locker underscore report. On Instagram, Locker Report 100, all small caps. On Facebook, LockReport.com. And also check out the Locker Talk podcast that's on Facebook. And then definitely, definitely go to YouTube 
subscribe to this show in its video format where you guys can check here. I mean, see this show in its video format. So make sure you guys go lock or stay locked in to what is being talked about on YouTube. Now, here we go, folks. Week, the last week of the NFL is going to be something very, very special because the season is to its end. This is when everybody's planning to try to make sure that they solidify a spot in, um, for this big tournament that we all look forward to every year. One of the biggest matchups, pretty much the biggest matchup this weekend is the Raiders and the Chargers. This is the only game where it actually have more of a playoff feel because whoever wins this game is like it's a play-in game, whoever will win. We all know about what the Raiders went through this season uh, with the drawing rooting, drawing rooting situation. Um, we know what the situation with, with Ruggs, how the wide receiver, talented wide receiver, unfortunately, um, killed a young lady, and unfortunately his career is completely done. You know, with Derek Carr having his injuries, and then Derek Wall, their top wide receiver, who's been injured, who's, who is expected to play in the last game. But we know that a lot of things that happened for the Raiders. And one of the things we're definitely going to watch out for is what Tyrod Johnson, regional combine extraordinaire, he get a chance to not only be a part of something special, but to also go up against a team that who I thought, and I'm probably sure that he thought that he was going to be a part of this year. He had a solid, solid run with the lost Lancers Chargers last year. Caught a lot of deep um, balls, several touchdowns last year. Thought for sure he wanted to be a part of that core group of those young wide receivers that they have there to actually support Keenan Allen as he is aging, but still very, very effective. Thought for sure that he was going to be the guy that was going to, like, really, really step it up. But the, um, but the Chargers let him go. That's how he got with the the Jaguars did not really get a chance to show his his skill set there, and then he wound up coming to the Las Vegas Raiders. He have not really got onto the field as a receiver, but he definitely have a chance in this game. I'm quite for sure, quite for sure, that the uh, the Raiders coaching understands that they recognize that, and I'm quite for sure and confident that they're finally going to feature him in this matchup. And if so. I'm confident to say that the Raiders is going to surprise the world and defeat the San Diego Chargers because we know Justin Herbert, solid, solid um, quarter, quarterback. He's going to do a lot of good things in this league, but it's going to be one of those games that is going to see with a veteran in Derek Carr, will he keep his composure and come out and show what he can do against the young gunslinger. It's going to be a really good game to watch out for, but definitely watch out for number 17 for the Raiders to see what he's going to do for the Raiders to try to pull off an upset against his former team. Now, another player, we talked about Keenan Coles. Yes, he have not scored a touchdown yet this season. However, out of all the games that the Jets have won, and we all know they have not won many, but if there's one game that he definitely wants and he's circling his calendar, is the game going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yes, the team that gave him his first chance, which was, very special, especially coming from a Division II school. But for him to be able to go up against teams, both teams did not have their best season, which we all had expected anyway. So there's no surprise there. But he'll get a chance to go up against his team to pull off and try to get a win. And I'm quite sure that um, the whole coaching staff recognized this 
and I really believe that this is going to be the game where Keenan Coles will have his best game of the season. He's going to go in, want to do what's best for the team to help the team win, and to pull off this win against his former team will be something great, something very, very special. So definitely watch out for what Keenan Cole is looking to do against his former team in the last week of the National Football League. Now, that was that's pretty much the biggest stories I would say for the NFL going into week 18 of the National Football League to close out, I would say, the season, to close out the regular season this year. So that's definitely going to be something to watch out for. We know that at the same time that the Washington football team going against the Giants, yes, not a lot there. However, the part that stands out the most is about Cole Holcomb. Cole Holcomb, when he first came into the NFL in 2019, he actually had set a record. The record was for the most tackles in a season by a player from the NFL Regional Combine. He had set a record in his rookie year for 105 tackles. Just last year, Tyrell Adams, who was a member of the Houston Texans, he had a phenomenal season. I thought things were going to work out different for him as well after what happened last year. But he set the record for tackles from the platform, players that came through the regional combine, when he had registered 125 tackles. Now, those numbers was really high. We're thinking for the, uh, for the most part, okay, who's going to break that record? Well, coming into this season, a strong season, it definitely was between Kumar Crusher-Hill, linebacker, for the Houston Texans, and, yes, Cole Holcomb. Who was going to be that guy tackling record? Well, Adams had it for a brief moment, and Cole had went back and retrieved the crown <laughs> for the most tackles by a player from the NFL Regional Combine. Right now, currently, he sits on 131 tackles, 131 tackles. He definitely not only broke that record for the, uh, for the platform, but he's definitely taken to another another level. He's going up against the New York Giants, another team that will not make it to the postseason this year. You know, he's going up against another fellow regional combine player. I like to say I like to say this listen in Tay Crowler, who's a linebacker for the Giants. He's near hundred tackles himself. But Holcomb definitely took the crown, averaging close to almost about like almost um eight tackles a game. I'm quite sure he'll probably get another double digit tackle performance this week, like he did last week in week seventeen. Would not be surprised. It's something that I'm definitely looking out for, too. Now, I talked about Kenny Moore. I talked about Kenny Moore a lot on this show for the past number of years, and Kenny Moore is definitely one of those talented guys. Kenny Moore, for the longest time, in my, in my opinion, at least definitely two years ago, he really showed that he's a Pro Bowl player, a solid Pro Bowl, uh, Pro Bowl player across the board, no questions about it. And didn't get it two years ago. Last year, I thought for sure they were going to get it. But due to COVID, you know, I, I know the alternates, it do play a role for them saying they were pro bowling. But they did not have alternates. They just had named some players that were pro bowlers, primarily starters and reserves. He did not make that. He, has, he did express his frustration about that. But I thought for sure that he definitely was going to be a pro bowler last year. This year, everything has changed. He having the best season that he's ever had. He clearly has been on his mind, started every game, going into this season, knowing that if they win, uh, win, that he will get an opportunity 
to be able to um, step it up and get right into the postseason. Not gonna be surprised with the Colts making it this um, making it this year and Kenny Moore best year so far this year this season. What he has done, he has 92 tackles this year, the most that he had in his season. He also tied the highest of his career in a single season with four interceptions with one more game to go. I'm looking forward to seeing what he's going to do this weekend, knowing that he would like to try to get another interception, but most importantly, he was able to make the Pro Bowl. But that's not the best thing about the season. Every year, each team always nominates a player to, to be the NFL Man of the Year. He was voted by his teammates for what he does off the field, his philanthropy, what he does especially with the children, like the children's hospital, how he's get, get, um, geared to the youth in the area of Indianapolis, and he was voted nominated by the Indianapolis Colts as their representative for this year's NFL Man of the Year Award. This award is a major award. When you win this award, you will have the logo, better yet, the, the statue, the trophy, imprinted on your jersey, and you'll have to wear it for the, every game for the rest of your career. <laughs> it is truly an honor um, knowing that you're being recognized for that. This award is almost, almost as big as the MVP of the NFL. This is how big and how important this award is. This award is actually doing the NFL honors. It's the last award that is presented in its honor. This is how this is why this award is so important. The league wanted to put emphasis not necessarily only on the playing field, but what these players do off the field. And for the most part, all these players in the NFL does do a great job in putting into their neighborhoods, putting into their communities, which is something that needs to be honored and this is something that the NFL has been doing for the longest time and I think they're gonna continue and also heighten this opportunity. So Kenny Moore was the first NFL regional combine player to be nominated as NFL Man of the Year. So we're definitely looking out for it, uh, for that. I'm definitely looking towards seeing his name called. He's up against some solid players. Like I said, many of the players in the NFL do a lot of great stuff off the field. And I'm quite sure that for each club, it's really hard to figure out who's going to be the recipient each year because it's it's it's, it's definitely um, I would say a, a challenge and it's also competitive with the players to be able to help people. Yes, it is. It may sound funny, but that's what's going on with the players in the National Football League. Now, going to next week. Next week, well, we will talk about what happened in Week 18 of the National Football League. But we also want to talk about the playoffs and the players from the NFL Regional Combine, how their impact is. Of course, we don't have the schedule for them yet, but it will be interesting this year because we're going to have our first Monday night primetime playoff game. Yes, we will have a Monday night primetime playoff game for the first time in the opening round of the Wild Card Weekend. So it's going to be called Super Wild Card Weekend, and it's going to extend all the way until Monday night. Make sure you guys watch out for that. A lot of people do not realize that or don't know that. But I'm giving y'all guys a heads up. That's what this show is about, to expose certain things that a lot of people do not know about the NFL, only regards the platform, the NFL Regional Combine. But just get a little tidbit there. We will have a primetime Monday night playoff game for the first time. 
So the league is expanding the playoffs for three days, which is going to be a lot of fun. Now, thank you guys for tuning in. Love it to talk to you guys. Definitely miss you guys. Hey, Happy New Year to everyone. Make sure that this is going to be a safe and prosperous 2022 season. Next week, we're going to come back. We're going to talk about some great stuff with the players in the NFL Regional Combine and then let you guys know that HBCU Combine is ready to kick off at the end of this month. I will be there. I'll give you all the details and everything next week. Everyone stay blessed. I'll definitely be talking to you guys really soon. Enjoy that football. Everyone have fun out there. Stay, stay blessed.